I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Becca where she's going to show us and tell us about, you know, there's no really correct path to growing a blog audience because she's had a really unconventional one. (laughs) But before we get to all of those tips and tricks, Becca, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. My name is Becca. I run the the brand, the travel and lifestyle brand, Half Half Travel with my husband, Dan. We live here in Brooklyn, New York. We have had our website for four years, which is just a little shorter than we've had our um, Instagram account and social media kind of like presence and brand. I live an offbeat life because I have spent several years at several different points in my 20s and 30s living abroad in various points between working for a company, a foreign company, and also working for myself, but traveling around as a digital nomad. And there's really no correct path to growing a business, growing a blog, or starting something new. Yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely different ways to do it. And with you, you started your Instagram first before you even started your blog, right? And now you're mainly focused on your website. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because usually people have a website and then they grow their social media accounts, but you did the total opposite. We did the total opposite. Our Instagram was started as just a fun project while we were dating long distance as boyfriend and girlfriend back in 2016. Dan was traveling around the world for a year with a program called Remote Year where he was working remotely and traveling with a group. And I stayed in New York, just living my life, working for a company in Manhattan. And basically, we started this project that became a viral hit and it became really fun. And we continued it after we even got back together physically here in New York, living in Brooklyn once again. And it wasn't until a year later where we said we should probably really have a website to back up, you know what we're doing here, just in case Instagram doesn't last forever, or, you know, just in case social media (laughs) goes downhill one day, like the internet probably isn't going anywhere. Right. And between our two skill sets, Dan being a web developer and a web designer and me being more of like a social media front facing person who also really likes writing, we got inspired to start writing about our travels together and writing about places we'd been. And things kind of happened backwards for us. We had the Instagram audience first, realized that it didn't really connect at all to the people who were visiting our website. And we started really building up the website, mostly with travel content. We also started with photography tips and tricks. 
and travel advice. And as things just got bigger, we started learning more about how to build a better website, you know, what keeps people reading, what keeps people coming back, and really making our website a helpful resource that was going to be valuable content for people to see. Yeah. And that is really interesting how you found that it didn't really translate, right? Your Instagram into actual audience for your platform, because there's probably some misconception there. And it's so funny how every time I talk to a blogger, they say the same thing. It's like, we focus more on our website and we're hardly in our socials anymore, but we're still growing a lot, mm-hmm. right? Because of other things that you're doing. So what have you been doing, Becca, that allowed you this growth for your business and also your site? I think there's really one thing to say, and it's the same advice we got in the beginning, and it's the same advice we're getting now, and it's keep going. Meaning at one point, you know, we had our first article. We actually got lucky. We wrote an article about Hong Kong and it came up in the first page of Google and we didn't even know what we were doing at that time. We just wrote <laughs> we just wrote something helpful that people wanted to read and it made it a more powerful guide coming up in Google on page one. But we have like a ticker at the bottom of our website that tells us how many words we've written and we've written 568,000 words or something like we've written over half a million wow. words. There was a point at which we had to write word number one. So our growth has been pretty much in line with how much work we put into it. It's like with any type of business, the more you put in, the more you get back. And the more we write, the more traction we get. And the more we expand and pivot, the more we can reach different audiences and kind of get ranked in in Google and and in searches for for having authority in different topics. So I think that's a big thing for us now, because originally we were just writing travel, but then during the pandemic, we turned to remote work, working from home. And now we have been going into home and lifestyle, but we're also totally continuing in the travel sphere. So I think for us, diversification is key. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that most people have learned throughout the last year or two is you really have to diversify, even if you're not in the travel niche, because most people have to either they lost their job because the company they were working for couldn't allow them to work remotely or, you know, there's just so many uncertainties. And I love that you guys were able to pivot and use all of this different knowledge that you had because now everyone's working from home, you know, or a lot more people are working from home. So for you, I know you talked about keep going, right? Just keep going and that's going to take you there. But Sometimes like it's just it's hard, right? Nothing is ever easy. You have to work hard at everything. And sometimes it's hard to keep pushing on. What do you and Dan do when it feels like that? And I'm sure you've felt like that in the last year. I can almost guarantee. (laughs) What do we do when it feels hard to push on? Well, there have been months where our traffic has kind of plateaued or even gone down. And that's when we kind of have to take a different approach. And we say maybe we should update things we've written in the past and just write them as ourselves now. So we've taken um, travel advice that we wrote three years ago, which is still valid advice, but we know how to write better now. And we know how to make things you know, more robust and write them longer and write in more detail so that we can offer the same type of advice, but better. So I think that is one of the things we've done when things feel like tough. But if you just continually vision envision like an up her, an uphill hill or a or a mountain knowing that you're not at the top yet and you probably never will be like there's always a path to go up so you have to continually get creative about how to solve problems 
And that's the thing. There's always different ways to do it. And you just have to think outside of the box sometimes because sometimes one thing works for you today and then tomorrow it just it doesn't work anymore. Right. right? So there's always like constant learning that has to be done. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives who work for themselves have learned is that there's always learning every single mm-hmm. day. I so. totally agree. I think even as as more information becomes available to people and as more people are able to learn about more things over you know, the internet, even the biggest companies, the biggest corporations still have challenges, whether it's money or staff or logistics or something. Companies are always changing. That's why you see them rebranding as we've seen recently and you know, changing their offerings and and it, it kind of seems like second nature. Oh, a company is doing something new. But when that company is you, you're making that decision and figuring out what your next step is. So I, I think that's one of the most incredible things I've learned personally, learning just more about how businesses work over the years. Yeah. And then now one, since you've been doing this for, for several years and you've had clients, you monetize your website and obviously your services what was that first monetization like? Can you take us through that process? Yeah, our, <laughs> like, our first monetization was actually over Instagram. We were offered these, this sounds so funny now, but we were offered these t-shirts that said like digital nomad. Um, and we charged the company a little bit of money if we, you know, did a, a signature half-half Instagram post for them, which we did. And And I don't think we really sold any of their apparel, but it was kind of our first time <laughs> negotiating like a price getting a product, making some type of content about it, and then seeing that like it really didn't pay off. So (laughs) um, kind of what we've learned over the years is that there's a sweet spot between doing something for like for money on the table or even like a product or an experience, but also weighing the cost and the benefit of taking the time to do it and having the company offer you whatever they're offering you to get something in return and striking that balance between, you know, is this a good step for me to put my time into? And is this an okay thing for the company? Like, can I offer them what they're looking for? So since that time, we've worked with a bunch more clothing brands, but now we work with travel clothing brands and a lot of their products we can really stand by. So that makes me happy because it's mutually beneficial and we have long-term relationships with a bunch of travel clothing brands that are just like, you know, good apparel for like moving and wearing on an airplane and things like that. And we've also provided, I think, valuable photography to some hotels, valuable content to experiential and like tour companies. And I think the sky's the limit. We don't really know what's coming next. And that's a really important thing to understand is getting money is great, but getting money for services that you feel is in line with your brand is even better because if it doesn't, then it kind of, you know, it, it, it doesn't work, right. It doesn't work for you and it doesn't work for the brand itself. And that's why now you're working with brands for long-term because you really made sure that that was the right one for you. So, I mean, getting money is great, but (laughs) it has to feel good too. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Becca, for sharing all of these tips with us. We really appreciate you. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? 
That's a great question. And first of all, thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. If anyone wants to find me and my husband, Dan, at any of our social media outlets or digital media outlets online, we are at halfhalftravel.com. That's H-A-L-F-H-A-L-F travel.com and halfhalftravel on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Awesome. Love it. Thanks so much, Becca. We, we enjoyed having you here. Thanks so much. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Becca. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she became a successful content creator and work remotely around the world. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.